Welcome to Business Buzz. I'm your host, Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'm a great person for any kind of second opinions on tax, finance, news, anything you want to talk about. I'm always available. My number is 895-3353. Business Buzz, we have a very interesting guest today. Before we get started, I wanted to talk about, there's an idea about how when ideas are shared, they expand, but with things when you share, they sort of wear out and everything's sort of perishable in this world. But one of my guests that was on a, a few, couple weeks ago named Jesse Allred, he is involved in a company that I noticed has a pretty big article in the Chico Enterprise record lately. So it's a great local business success story. The name of the company is called Work Truck Solution. And what's interesting is this woman named Catherine Schifferly realized in 2012 that the entire world of work trucks, you know when you see a truck and it's got all the things on the back and all the different configurations of drawers and doors and locks and boxes and stuff like that. Those trucks, she realized, and this is only five years ago, she realized that there was no system anywhere that put these work trucks in a place where people could find them. So let's say you're a businessman who is a contractor. And you need to have a certain truck with a certain configuration and a certain engine size and certain length and all that. Dual wheels, whatever you might need. Before this company, there was no centralized system for you to find the work truck you're looking for. So she figured this out. And the bottom line, which is really interesting, is They're based right here in Chico. They're on Wall Street now. They have now 52 employees. They have more than 700 subscribing dealerships nationally. And this article says they just landed $5 million in second round financing. What that, what, when you think about this, here's their business model that they're working on. Pretty much every dealer in the country who has work trucks in their inventory can now subscribe with Work Truck Solution, and they can be part of this whole network now so that when if you and I need a work truck, we can go on this system and find it wherever it might be. And so anyway, I just thought it was really interesting that that's the whole idea that an idea that's shared increases. Whereas other things, when they're shared, decrease. So the th- just one idea, that's why it's still possible these days for the small business person to think of something and have an idea like this and grow it. Uh, I know that they keep expanding and expanding. I believe they were saying this thing is 59% up in number of subscribers year over year. And the very first customer of this started in 2013 that was Corning Ford and what they were saying is that in this area that's the place where the most work trucks are bought and sold but I just think it's really interesting that even in this day and age if you come up with an idea with the power of the internet you can actually do something where you're not limited you can go unlimited on these kind of things and Here's a little company in Chico that has over 50 employees, and it only started five years ago. So I just thought that was really interesting, and I wanted to share some good local news with you on that. So today, I promised you an interesting guest in the studio. We have Jordana Lobisi. She is a local writer and I am very interested in the writing because I also have a uh, writing group where we meet and uh, I meet a lot of local writers and I enjoy having them on the show because there's a lot of interesting things. So when we talk business and local and writing, uh, authors are just uh, really fascinating with all their information and all the things that they've learned and worked on. So I always like uh, bringing one of them on board. So 
Good morning, Jordana. How you doing? Good. How are you? Great. Well, now, uh, let's talk a little bit about your background. You've been writing for quite a while. Um, how did you uh, arrive in Butte County, and uh, how did that all start? Um, my grandfather was a vice president for Pacific Gas and Electric in the 70s, and he used to bring me camping up at the campgrounds um, in between uh, uh, Paradise and um, Sterling City. So that's how I knew this area. I've been coming up here since I was little, and I was going through a divorce back in 2010 and looking for a home to buy, and I was able to buy a home at a good price. So I packed all my stuff and moved up here. So. Well, 2010 was a good time to be a home buyer. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was lucky. Yeah, very lucky. Wow. <laughs> so you've been, now, as far as writing, you started writing when you were young, is that right? I was, gosh, I wanted to be a writer, a playwright, when I want to say six or seven years old. Who would think to be a playwright when they're six or seven years old? Right. I, I don't get but it. But that bug, that bug hit you. Yeah. Kind of weird. Yeah. Did you, so now you act, you also used to enter poetry contests? Yes. When I was 15 years old, um, I saw an ad for a poetry contest, and I wrote a poem um, about child abuse, and I won. Um, they notified me, and I, I couldn't believe it um, because wow. I wrote it, and I want to say maybe 10 or 15 minutes. I knew what I wanted to write just came right up, and kind of strange. But That's great. So, yeah. it, so it was sort of when you have an idea, it sort of comes to you. You don't have to work hard at it. Isn't yeah. that right? I noticed that, too, when I write poetry. Yeah. It was, I, I don't know how it came out. I just saw that and just wrote and just sent it in and uh, via mail back then because we, we weren't using email, and um, that tells you my age. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. And that's, yeah, kind that's of a subject we don't get into too many details <laughs> here. But uh, So when you did write that, I was curious, did it have, like, meter and rhyme or was it free verse or I couldn't even tell you what that was. You don't was. remember all the details no. now. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I actually I did the same thing. I wrote a poem for a radio station uh-huh. contest and I won and they put me on the air and I got to read my poem. Uh-huh. But it was more of a humorous thing about uh, do you remember the well the very first vice presidential the first female vice presidential candidate was Geraldine Ferraro. Oh, yeah. So okay. but it was in the 80s, uh-huh. and I wrote a kind of a funny poem for a country music station, kind of making a joke out of a woman being in the White House, like uh-huh. pressing the pants of the president. I oh, mean, it was it God. was like a joke. It was, <laughs> oh, it, it, but it, see, I knew that it would work for this country station. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it, yeah. it was kind of a clever, clever idea. Uh-huh. So... Now you are the editor of a ma- of a magazine. Uh, tell me about that, and tell me all the different uh, type of articles and the traveling you get to do. Um, talk about your magazine work. All right, um, Gold Star Rocks is the name of the magazine, and they also have a regular magazine with um, artists not of the rock genre, and that is just called Gold Star. Right, and um, the PDF file. And the name uh, belongs to Wayne. Um, uh, he is out of New York, and um, he contacted th- me through Facebook to write an article. I ended up writing one article in January 2016. In March, I ended up doing a huge article uh, featuring, I want to say, maybe about uh, almost 10 different female artists. And I wanted to really get um, give them some exposure in the industry for all the work that they do. And um, did that. I interviewed Delana, who was on Rockstar Supernova with Tommy Lee. Oh, yeah. What and was her name? Delana. I remember. Yeah. 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 And she was in uh, Portugal. I remember having to call her over there for the interview, and she was walking along the beach. And I was interviewing her and um, ended up, uh, I published that. And um, it was a huge article back in March 2016. Uh, after that, I did a huge article on the decline of the music industry, and like um, with internet problems and exactly, royalties and, and free music and everything. Exactly, um, and he interviewed I want to say at least twenty different major artists for that. Everybody came forward and wanted to be interviewed, 
everybody. Is that isn't that sort of the case? Why they do a lot more touring these days because that's how they generate that's income. That's how they generate a lot of their income is through live performances, and a lot of them um, are still making most of their money on their first albums, and so they want to go out there and, and play that. And plus, they're pushing different uh, music, and they're doing they're selling more single EPs as opposed to a full album. Right. And um, so that was successful. And then Gold Star Rocks in 2017, I had such a rock um, genre following that we decided to do um, a second PDF file for Gold Star Rocks. And so I do 100% of the writing and editing, proofreading, researching, all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, So that keeps you busy. Yeah. That's great. And... So your writing, uh, I mean, you started as a youngster wanting to be a playwright, and you've written poetry, and you, I know you're working on multiple projects at the same time. Mm -hmm. How do these things, how does the writing, I'm just trying to think of for for people who might want to be a writer, Uh what would you, what would be some of your Um, recommendations? You know, if you you want anything in this world, you're going to have to work for it. And I go back to that speech with um, in the American president that Michael Douglas gave in it, and it, capitalism is not free. You have to really want it. And um, I work full-time, and then I also at night work. And when I add up all the hours, I would say I put in at least 80, 90 hours a week. And you have to be dedicated to your work. You have to really want it more than anything else. You can't be... You know, I have to go to a party this weekend. I have to. You have to really focus in on it and just do it. Right. So I, th- I think that's the discipline of doing absolutely. it. Absolutely. That's like another guest the other uh, week or two ago. They were just saying, if you want to be a writer, write. Don't right. talk about it. Don't just you know, do it. Just start writing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that's really fascinating. Yeah. I I think that's great because anytime you can actually take an idea that you've had and make it happen in in your real life is just you know that's really what it's all about yes so we're going to take a little break and we'll be right back with jordana lobisi and on the business buzz so see you in a minute Call Royal Land. If you've seen your PG&E bills lately, they're through the roof. Rising electricity rates can destroy your budget. A great way to end your electric shock is to install solar units from Royal Air. You already know Royal Air does great heating and air, but if you haven't called them for solar, well, now's a great time to drastically reduce your electric bill by going solar with Royal Air. Call 899-9999 today or find them online at wecareroyalair.com. Thank you to everyone who has helped a friend fighting breast cancer, to anyone who has volunteered time or money to the American Cancer Society for helping us save lives. Thank you for all you've done for the cause and are about to do because it's time for the Making Strides Against Breast Cancer Walk. If we walk together, no one has to walk alone. Register and start fundraising today at makingstrideswalk.org. Making Strides Chico is October 21st. Call 1-800-227-2345. Hey, everyone. Let's all stop what we're doing and take a moment. You see? Every moment can be kind of special. But they can be loud moments, goofy moments, dorky moments. It doesn't matter. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Local author Jordana Lobisi. And Jordana, you are actually writing a book that uh, is very interesting. I'd rather just have the listeners hear your description of what you're doing and what it's about, and we can we can talk about it that way. So tell us about your book. Um, the title of it is called Inextinguishable. Um, I started to write it in 2014. Um, It was based on a true murder case in 2014, April 30th, 2014, um, uh, wherein the chief, or ex-chief, I should say, of Ione Fire Academy, Orville Fleming, uh, was... um, There was a manhunt for him for at least 10 days, and they found him, and he 
was put on trial and convicted of second-degree murder of Sarah June Douglas, uh, who was his girlfriend. Um, he was married at the time, and he's since divorced. And um, So he, he was convicted? He was convicted. He's serving time up in Susanville. He was first in Sacramento in the jail downtown, and when I first started interviewing him, started interviewing him within the first 30 days he was incarcerated in Sacramento or being held before trial. Um, in inter- in was going in and out interviewing him. Didn't know where I was going to go with it um, until I started interviewing multiple sources and really getting a hold of what I was doing um, through the process and the work and the research. Um, wh- I've been working with several different people who are connected to the case since two- 2014. Um, he was convicted of killing his girlfriend, who was Sarah June Douglas. Um, the wife's came forward through media and had stated that he was the reason why he, one of the reasons why he possibly could have done it was um, having to do with extortion. Uh, she was um, stating that possibly um, Sarah Jane Douglas was attempting to extort monies from the different fire personnel. Um, and then she had shown the press several examples of that uh, via, t- via text message to her children where she was asking for monies um, regarding electronic media that was supposedly made out of Ion Fire Academy involving her and several firefighters. Um, it's based on that case. Wow. that uh, So you were interviewing him after he was convicted Before he was convicted. Oh, I'm sorry, during his incarceration, Incarceration. during the trial time? Yes. Mm -hmm. And was his attorney okay with him talking to someone? It's funny you said that, because a couple days before the jury um, deliberated, I had phoned him for for an interview, and he was in Sacramento County and called him up, and he had said, one, he asked who I was, and I said, I've been trying to contact you. I'm looking to uh, hear your, you know, get an interview with you. And I said, I've been interviewing your client. I, I'm trying to get your side here, what's going on. And he, at that point, he said, what? Right. <laughs> so he didn't, his client said yes. So, I mean, maybe he needs to work it out with his client, I, I, you know. Huh. So... So you were already investigating at that early stage. Absolutely. Did you attend the trial as kind of like a journalist or something? I mean, no. I mean, you were a independent person, right? Did you attend the trial? No, but the, that's funny. You said I was working full time. I've always worked full time, so I couldn't because my right, hours right. were right. It's during, always nine to five yeah, trials. Yeah, exactly. And Megan Week Fleming, who is—it's no longer her last name Fleming because they divorced. She was. She had been contacting me through Facebook. And she even said in one of them, she said, well, you, you didn't even attend trial. How would you know? You know, it, she was right. angry about that. But right. I, I do work full time. Right. Um, and I do do my research outside of that. Right. Um, yeah. So. So that yeah. was sort of the, you didn't think you would want to write a book yet at this point, or did you? Did you start I did. thinking about it? I wanted to write a book back in two thousand. Gosh, I want to say 2008 when Rescue Me, the show came out. Oh, so you were already interested in this whole subject before this particular yes. murder mystery thing. Mm-hmm. I won't call it a mystery. It's actually real life. Absolutely. Yeah, so you were already interested in that topic. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're interviewing people then he gets convicted, and then did you keep interviewing people? Did you yes. get to know... All the characters in this um, crazy drama? There's so many different characters in this crazy drama. Right. <laughs> Not all of them. Um, her family has been extremely private, um, and I respect that. You mean the that. ex-wife? The girlfriend that was killed. The girlfriend that who passed killed. away? Yes, okay. and I respect that. Um, I, I didn't want to go too far on that in press. I thought that would be um, inappropriate. Right. So I've I've taken other avenues to do the research and to get the work done. Right. Um, I really wanted somebody to uh, represent her in order to get a feel for what she did and who she was. So I've had to take uh, necessary means, per se, in order to do the work and really delve into what she did for a living in order to understand what, what it was like. Now, but your book is actually going to be a fictionalized account 
kind of based on a true story theory kind of thing? Yes. Um, it starts out with um, somebody, uh, obviously a, a woman narrate, narrating it, showing her experiences and why she wants to write the book. And it really delves into this woman and um, the complex life that she lived. And um, it, there were so many different characters to her life that made her, motivated her to So the write. narrator of this book is the author? Yes. Oh, Okay. that's interesting now you had mentioned something about i mean this whole story i mean the story itself is kind of fascinating but it sounds like it's it's more than just you this particular group of people yes we're talking Mm -hmm. and this book is going to talk about the entire culture of law enforcement or um uh, more Emergency sh- workers. What, what's the yeah. big picture here? More so, um, the the firefighting family. When I had seen Rescue Me, however funny it was, now, is that a show? With, I... Yes, with Dennis Leary. Oh, he he's funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. and when I had seen it, I thought, you know, it's great. That's a funny show, but there was a more serious side of it, and there's more. Um, there's ramifications, ramifications, and implications, and um, responsibility and accountability to the behavior. And I didn't see that. And that's the reason why I really wanted to um, start writing about the different subject matter that that I had experienced. And um, it wasn't funny to me. And there were a lot of people being hurt, a lot of illness. Um, the, the book uh, that I'm writing, it's, uh, you know, I'll cover from HIV um, to, uh, which is not pretty. And um, a very serious subject. And to human trafficking, to um, solicitation of prostitution, um, as well as many other subjects. So it's sort of, I'm sort of getting the feeling, you can let me know or clarify for everyone, but does this whole story with the problems you've seen, is it sort of a sex-related bottom line on this or I'm is seeing, it a cultural male female thing or? you know it's funny you said that but I, you know I've I've researched uh, the, you know so many cases in the state of California over the past 10 years in the different departments all over the United States and it seems to be problematic it seems to be um, I don't know if it's you know I asked myself that question or that isn't narcissism before they go in department department and it just kind of expands while they're in it is it something that's innate and it expands is it um, just the brotherhood culture? Um, is it the f- expendable income? Um, is it... So uh, we're, we're talking like firefighting world here? Yeah. Is that, yeah. So it, yeah. It, I've always noticed that there's certain groups of people who make inordinately more money than similar... No. Wor- I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not saying firefighting is not... Yeah. It's, it's similar to, you know, uh, you know pounding a, a wall down or something, but... In my experience, I've seen pilots, firemen, some groups like that, uh-huh. where you have regular guys that aren't like eggheads or, you know, computer nerds. Right. But they're making like 150, 200,000 or whatever they make, even more than that, some. And the ones who become fire chiefs make tons mm-hmm. of money, like in the big cities and things. Well, it's public knowledge right. and, you know, certain positions. And if you look up different counties, you can find out what people are making. And, and a lot, of, not a lot, but some are making well over 200 k per year. Right. And you take a look at the average person in the military who's making, you know, maybe 20, 30, 40 grand per year. I right. Mean, that's, and they're putting their lives on the line every day as well. Right. It's a 10 to 1 thing here. And it's yes. just, so it's just, a, it's just a, a little bit of a subset of an unusual situation right. where a group of Normally, men mm-hmm. are there female firefighters in these? There fire are, departments? there are, um, and you know, I've uh, tried to contact a couple different ones for interviews as well, and I've I've contacted some. I've interviewed chiefs, um, captains um, from all over the United States. Right, I've done a lot of research for right. this book. So, when you do your research, do you find how are some of them? happy to talk about this or some of them not or right. you just don't end up interviewing some yeah, that yeah. don't want to talk about it well what happened when i started interviewing for the book it was right after the case so uh, cal fire had caught, caught wind that i was interviewing for it and they um i don't know what they had said to people but it immediately stopped where people would take my my uh, messages or 
want to speak to me? Some said yes, and they were willing to speak um, anonymously or behind um, without being known right. um, or letting them know. Type. Absolutely. Um, because they felt it was wrong. There are a lot of good people out there that are doing good jobs that are um, want to see people being held accountable. Um, and those are the ones that spoke to me. Um, so that that's how it kind of started. And then the longer I did it, I became known. They knew who I was. They right. had heard the name. They associated it with the case. And they didn't want to talk. So I had to go. It were two ways. Some were scared. They didn't want to say anything because they were afraid they were going to be pulled in. So I had to go around and do undercover investigation work, literally uh, doing um, research work without people knowing who I was, incognito, so to speak. Wow, that makes it kind of tough, Yeah, I would, I would imagine. It worked. Well, we're going to take another break. Stay tuned, Business Buzz. We'll be right back in a minute. to go all the way to Mars for water when we have the best tasting water at Mount Shasta. It comes from our protected springs and is delivered right to your door. Great planning, Bob. Hey, where are you going with that? Those Martians are stealing my water. Guess we have some new customers. And anyone can get Mount Shasta spring water if they call us at 1-800-922-6227. Pure and simple, naturally the best Mount Shasta spring water. Welcome back to Business Buzz. Harold Littlejohn, CPA here. Anytime you need tax, financial, any kind of help, I'm a great second opinion. I've been at the same location on Mangrove Avenue in Chico for 27 years, and my number is 895-3353. So call me anytime with any kind of tax, financial, or just if you need a second opinion, I'm I'm a good person to help you with that. There's lots of good CPAs around, and uh, i I hope I'm one of them. Okay, we're here talking with Jordana Lobisi. She's an author with a fascinating topic. And I want her to just keep talking about, Jordana, you're, you are finding that the more you've been working on this book now for, what, about three years or so? Yes. So you're finding as you are the sort of like the investigative journalist on this topic, People are now starting to sort of help you. Some of the people who yes. want to expose things are uh-huh. helping you now. Absolutely. Um, I'm having people come towards me. Um, funny thing is I've had two trackers put on my car <laughs> right. in the last couple summers. So it's, um, you know, it's a little bit scary at the same time. I don't know if it helps me out by by people knowing now. We all know. So if I disappear, we now know right. what now I've been we'll working on. We'll have suspects, on. right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But... Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I'm, you know, I, I am getting people that are in the department, in different departments that are coming forward and speaking to me and starting starting to point fingers. And it's, you know, it's I, it's definitely, you know, it's um, confirming what I had suspected all along. And it's, um, you know. So it's, as you go, you're finding that you're reinforcing <laughs> your original ideas that this could be happening this yes, way. Yes, Absolutely. And um, it, I had thought that from the very beginning, and it just, you know, my thoughts from the very beginning of just it, everything that is it that I'm researching, I'll go towards, I'll go towards it, and it's, um, but some is like ten times worse than what I thought it was going to be. Right, that's so where I'm it like, gets oh depressing. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've mm-hmm. been reading a lot for years. Like I was saying, I've, I've been reading alternative news for about thirty years, and. I don't bring it up all the time because yeah. some people really don't want to hear this. They don't. And it's very upsetting yes. when you realize, I come to the point of realizing, and I've mentioned this on the show here in the past, the higher you go in the research, the worse it gets. It's almost like when you hear about like this Harvey, the latest thing is this Harvey Weinstein guy. Yes, They're bringing up his sexual harassment and abusing the actresses and things. What they're not bringing up is probably what's the worst part of it, 
but they're kind of exposing him as like some fall guy. Yes. When it's an endemic, it's a problem with the entire industry. The system. And he's not a lone guy doing this bad stuff. Right, because there's people enabling the behavior and covering up for others, and it just makes it bad for everybody. Now, between departments, your particular book is talking mainly about the firefighting industry. Exactly. Between departments, do they get together on larger scale? I mean, does a guy from the Bay Area chiefs <laughs> meet with the Sacramento chief at a convention or something? Well, I mean, you know, my, my background on it, just so you know, my dad was a volunteer um, in, uh, in Butte County. Um, I, you know, my, I was married into it for almost 20 years. Oh, in the fire world. Into the fire world. Okay. Um, I have um, an ex that was, the, um, it was at Beale Air Force Base. And after that, I had one uh, here in Butte County. So I have been around it um, almost my entire life. I grew up listening to my dad's radio um, going off So in you the grew up with the fire yes. department in your life. Yes, the culture. And um, so it, it, it's been, in, it's innate for me. So it's, you know, seeing different things and um, seeing the right way to do things and the wrong way to do things. And, and you see it through experience and watching different things. And it's all years of culmination of all my years in it. And in answer to your question, uh, yes, if the fire, however big the fire world is, they still, you know, people know each other and they talk. So, it, you know, it's it's very possible you could have city and county people talking. and Right. Yeah. So when the bad things have happened, like this murder that is the central thing mm-hmm. happening in this book, Theme. Mm-hmm. have you found there's been other deaths? I mean, is this an isolated <laughs> incident of a... Now, one yeah. thing I needed to clarify, because you mentioned electronic files. Mm-hmm. Was this a pornography thing or a prostitution thing or a well, see, no, thing? No one really knows. There, There's suspected um, uh, electronic media that was made out of I own Fire Academy. Like that's, videos That's what Megan Fleming by... was speaking about to okay. the press uh, during the time when everybody was searching for Mr. Fleming out there. And so no one really knows. Was he on the run when this happened? Yes, he was. Oh. So I've done extensive research to try to figure out exactly what Mr. Fleming was doing for that amount of time. Now, was this the time around the death of this female? Yes. It was right after um, the police had discovered her her body. And he went he went kind of missing? Yes. Oh. In the uh, captain's vehicle or the chief's vehicle for um, the academy. He took off in that vehicle. I was also curious, what was the logic behind the second-degree murder charge? Was it like a crime of passion idea? or I mean, it wasn't as low as a manslaughter. <clears throat> no. But I'm just wondering why did they try for first degree and not succeed or something? They, that wasn't even brought up. So I've done a little bit of work in that area. I have a law degree, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of familiar with a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And I'm always curious mm-hmm. when a murder happens because... Was it premeditated? Yeah. Was it not? Right. So that that's kind of where they were going with us. Was it a crime of passion? Um, and, you know, it, it, and I always go back to questioning, did he do it alone? Was was he paid to do it? You know, there are a million different questions when, when we're talking about this, this book and this subject. Um, there are so many people with so many different things to hide. Where is that electronic media? Does somebody know something about it? The other thing I notice is that whenever they go to look for a bad guy that's a regular bad guy, Mm -hmm. they can always find all of the old emails. It's like they're always on a server somewhere. Yes. But when it's Hillary Clinton's stuff or an important it disappears. Problem, it disappears. Yeah. And it's never it? findable. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've noticed that. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So what so the thing about acting alone, that's a dangerous subject to get into because now you may have people that you could theoretically have someone you've actually talked to who's a player trying to make sure nobody asks when if you're there's talk- more than one. When you're talking about extortion, I mean that that can run deep. And if that theory is true, you could be talking about people that had a lot to lose. And um, so, you know, I just find that it was so conveniently packaged. Right. And you mean as the one guy did as it? He, thing? It, absolutely. Ah, I see mm-hmm. what you're saying. Yeah. 
wow. Like it, ooh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and it's not a laughing matter, even though mm-hmm. I try to keep things light. But, yeah. I mean, th- in theory, you could be making enemies. So I know you've mentioned that you that comes across your mind. You know, it, there's all these thoughts that go through my mind when you're, you're researching. And, um, you know, of course, I have an initial thought in mind when I start digging around. And although I hear one explanation from one person I'm researching or one person I'm interviewing... They forget that I'm interviewing maybe 300 more people and I'm piecing the pieces together. So what they're saying, I've got all these other little pieces and I'm piecing it together. So I'm starting to um, doubt different parts that they're telling me. Right, maybe, And you're going to talk to them again maybe. uh Uh-huh. I keep going back. They don't know what you just heard from other people. Absolutely. So yeah. they might keep lying mm-hmm. to you, and you can see that. Yes. Wow. Or they don't want to be contacted again. They just hear. They, you know, there's no. Right. They just don't on. get back to you. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take another break, and we'll be right back with author Jordana Lobisi right after this message. Stay tuned. Just call Royal Land. If you've seen your PG&E bills lately, they're through the roof. Rising electricity rates can destroy your budget. A great way to end your electric shock is to install solar units from Royal Air. You already know Royal Air does great heating and air, but if you haven't called them for solar, well, now's a great time to drastically reduce your electric bill by going solar with Royal Air. Call 899-9999 today or find them online at WeCareRoyalAir.com. Welcome back to Business Buzz. We're talking with author Jordana Lobisi. And so what is the stage that this book is in? You've done tons of research. Mm-hmm. You've probably got tons of written things written down. Yes. Where are you at? When can we expect to see this at the uh, newsstand? I am um, wrapping it up. I am in the process of changing everything to fiction. Um, and okay, so did it start out as just recording nonfiction everywhere? It started out as going digging around and writing that story um, with as real, it with is. With real names. Absolutely. Right. And then I looked down and I thought, well, wait a second here. It's going to take you longer to get this and this and this, and you need to get this out. It's been years. Now, if, so. you, if you were to use all the real names instead of a fiction, wouldn't you have to get permission from all of these people to yes. reproduce? Right. Absolutely. Right. And it could take that forever. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And, it, you know, and a lot of times when you're doing it based on, on the real story, you, you can, you know, you put elements of it, of it in there as well because you want it to go towards that. But you can also put some other stuff in there as well to make right. it even more interesting. So. Wow. So what do you really expect for your time frame? Because I'm actually writing a nonfiction yeah. book that I've <laughs> told people is in the works now for mm-hmm. about five years and I need to actually finish it. What's your yeah. what's your time frame? I'm going to say March, April 2018. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's great. Coming up. Are you going to do print and ebook? Because these days, yes. you know, ebook is everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you'll yes. be doing both? I'll be doing both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you using one of those print-on-demand ideas? Yes. Or, okay, mm-hmm. great. Yeah, I'm yeah. familiar with that. Yeah. So, wow, that's really going to be great. Uh, that's going to be because that <laughs> combines cool fiction with the stuff I like to hear about, uh-huh. which is conspiracy theories yes. that turn out to be conspiracy facts. So. Mm-hmm. Now, you also are working on a couple other books. I know they're probably not as far along as this one, but t- tell me about those other books that you are working on right now. Uh, Chasing the Sun, um, that's the title of it. And Chasing the Sun is about two best friends growing up in Los Angeles. And um, I'm from Los Angeles, go figure. Okay, right. (laughs) Anyways, the two (laughs) girls come from very um, addictive backgrounds. Their parents are are addicted. I don't know why that seems to be a great subject matter for me. I have no idea with no addictions. But anyways... um, Two girls grow up in addicted homes. They end up um, getting some money somehow, and they run away together. And they decide to go um, start their lives over again away from the addiction to try to have normal lives. And they decide to get up in the morning, see where the sun is is coming up, and they go in the direction the sun is coming called Chasing the Sun. Oh. So they it talks about their travels and the, uh, their relationship and how they start relate to others and how they start picking up on 
the patterns of how they've been being raised in addictive families. Now, are these like girls that are 20-somethings no, or we're talk- teens? No, or- we're talking about um, 12, 13. Oh, are mm-hmm. they like runaways? Yes, they are. Ah, okay. And do they make it? Um, how are their relationships going forward and where do they end up? Oh, they wow. never go back home, by the way. Now, do they end up getting into this little bit of an underworld like Maybe. you study? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know that one's yeah. not as far along, so we we don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now, there's another book that has a, another real interesting subject that you're working on. And talk about that one. I can't remember the name of that one. Does that well, one have a name yet? That one is not named yet. Um, that is going to be ta- um, talk or address the situation in China um, where they uh, ki- kill dogs. They have the festival, the Yulin Dog Festival, every year. And um, and it the basic premise on that, it's almost like a female Rambo or a female vigilante movie, um, a young lady goes to China and in search of property, and she brings her animals. She's going to be over there for several months, gets on, off the plane only to find her animals are missing. And that's when she lets loose. Until so she's and in China? She is. Wow. <laughs> and you see, <laughs> so that's what that movie is about. So. That is just, yeah, I know. My, yeah, my wife told me about a story she saw in the news about cats disappearing in china i don't even nobody likes to talk about it but there's some crazy stuff over there yeah i don't like to talk about it but at the same time i have to produce something in order to show support and to stop it right 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 it's Mm -hmm. right and you know your writing i can tell the theme of all three of those books you know it's basically about you wanting to help solve Mm -hmm. problems yes in your in your writing way as an author I think so, too. I think it's about being aware, bringing awareness to the different problems in the world and um, getting back to individual choice. Right. I think that's really what it comes down to, starting with the choices that people make. Right. So. Yeah. I One of my ideas for a book, I even went so far as to try to hire a ghostwriter because I knew I didn't have time. Uh-huh. But I needed to get it out before the election last year. Oh, yeah. So I, it just, as usual, another project that didn't work. That's why... I've actually started writing some poetry in my writing group mm-hmm. because it's something I can finish every week or two. Yeah. I can just do a poem in uh, 20 minutes and I'm done. That's why I do Whereas, both Yeah, that's right. Fast. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And my, it was really would have been timely, I think, because my story was one I had thought about before. Mm-hmm. My story was, what would it be like if an outsider was elected president? And how he would, like, bunker the whole White House to keep people out. Oh, yeah. Huh? And it was going to be a really cool inauguration day setup, like yeah. a, like an action movie with uh-huh. you know, Arnold or something. Yeah. And now that I've seen what's going on, and I don't want to get it too far off topic, but with the Trump administration, it turns out he should have bunkered in because <laughs> they've sort of, he's sort of uh, yeah. been compromised a little yeah, bit, but I won't, get, I won't get political today. Mm-hmm. So we've got about oh eight or ten minutes left. Tell us about your project with the concert coming up and your writing of the magazine. You've got yes. some things coming up with. Uh, t- <coughs> talk about that show. I can't remember um, the name. Aftershock. <coughs> Excuse me. Aftershock. <coughs> Excuse me. Aftershock is a huge show. Comes up in Sacramento once a year every October. And um, it's coming up in two more weeks. I'm waiting to see if I've got press on it. Uh, this that year, means if you get the pass to go to the backstage? Yeah. That... Well, they, there's two different types of press pass. There's photo press, which um, each syndicate is only allowed one photo press pass. And then they give uh, they honor people with different press pass for VIP, which is regular press pass. So last year I went, um, I... Ended up interviewing a lot of those artists that were there in between for Gold Star Magazine. One was Some Fear None, which is Sacramento rock group. Um, I put them well, on the what's cover. What's their name? Some Fear None. Oh. And Some Fear None is one of my favorite groups. And they're from Sacramento? Sacramento. Oh. And I put them on the cover of Gold Star Rocks. Um, I think it was, gosh, it was February or March. One of them, February or oh, okay. March. Okay, so they... So yeah. that interview was sort of like the headline story in that I try version. to. I'm one of those that go after the underdog bands. I watch all of them, and then I sit there and I analyze and pick it apart. Right. <laughs> and then I pick the ones that are up and coming, and then I try to grab them and try to write 
um, and I take a look at the songwriting and oh. the elements of their songs and their videos and, and things of that nature. Oh, okay. So, so you're, yeah. you're actually not only writing about the music, you're not, you're not the one chasing the biggest star at the show. You're Absolutely. looking at all the bands and looking for the underdog. Yeah, and that's what makes Gold Star different. We also write stories about the management, the venues, the promoters. Um, January 2017, we had the manager for L.A. Guns on the cover. I wanted to send a very clear and uh, very, very clear message to people that the magazine was not just about the A-list music artist. It's also about the supporting structure network. They do right. a lot of the underwork. Yeah, because if people want to read about Justin Bieber, they can what, buy the Rolling Stone. You can buy a million <laughs> magazines out there. Right. I want to know about people right. and what makes the industry tip. Right. So who are you looking forward to this year at that mm-hmm. show? Oh, my gosh. Um, I had, I put in for a press pass for a couple different people, and I was like, I want Nine Inch Nails. I want Marilyn Manson. Um, well, they're they're there, right? Yeah, I knew there were some big names there. Yeah, yeah. and we were. She, I was like, I'll take these, and she was like, oh, I'll So you take have to this. get a press pass for each band. No, no, you get one press, and you're allowed the first three songs. You can run in. You get all the photos that that you want for the first three songs into the little area between the stage. And then and someone the else comes into the next three, or and then you're running back and forth between three different stages. Because they're right on top of each other. So you're literally going back and forth between all stages. You know, my son attends these things now and then. I have never been to one of these because sh- I'm older. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we don't talk about that. <laughs> How does it work with three stages? They they play short sets, like half-hour sets or something? Or Well, it's interesting you said that. Yes. Um, Aftershock, they sent me the um, email. But what they do is they stagger them. And they've got two smaller stages, one main stage. So your bigger ones are going on your main stage. Right. And they're staggered. And literally, you're going to need more than one person to run back and forth. Okay, because it's constant music. You're going to see press running with cameras, which you see as well. Wow. With two two or three cameras on their backs. So while the main stage is setting up for the next main stage band, Uh the smaller stages have the other bands. Yes. Is that how that works? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So it's all day music. One it's big, huge. Long day. It's Saturday and Sunday. Oh, two um, days. I'm really looking forward to Sunday this year. I've got some different bands picked out for that, and I'm starting to send out my um, request to try to interview back in the VIP lounge right. when they come through. So, yeah. So anyone in the audience right now? I asked this before about the authoring, but to me, I was a high school journalist, and I used to write. I would go to the concerts and. I'd write about the music and take some pictures. So I really enjoyed that. So a young person, your work with this Gold Star magazine is actually a journalist, not really an author. I mean, you write mm-hmm. articles, right? but you're not an author writing fictional things it's, on that. No. So oh, you're well, like a journalist. I am. Are you also, a, do you carry a camera on these trips? I do. And I always carry the camera on me. And with um, Gold Star, I do put in there at least once a month one regular journalistic piece. Um, last year, it was a scammer's paradise, um, which talks about online scamming. Um, so I do do well-researched pieces and at least put one of them in a rock magazine because I am a journalistic research type of a writer. Um but I like to do the entertainment as well. I believe that they go hand in hand. Um, so. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so when you do go to something like that, you're like going nonstop for the whole two days. It's very tiring, but it's it's the best two days of the year. Right. And so I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Now, they, will this be your second one uh, if this one happens? Yes, this will be the second. The first year I went with Balls Magazine. I was covering um, and uh, worked with them and did a whole a whole section for Is Gold that a music Star. magazine? Balls Magazine <laughs> is a good a magazine. Bay station here. Yeah, they, um, B-A-L-Z people. Right. And um, it comes out of Los Angeles. And um, I went with them. That was my first year. And oh, okay. They did not produce a piece, so I ended up utilizing my own stuff and put it in for gold star so So. the lesson here is that you can you can live locally in butte county and still be a journalist traveling yes uh, doing interesting stories and an author doing interesting research and stories you You, can do all that you from butte county absolutely and and i think that if you i told myself you know i kept looking for property in la but that at the bottom at the end of the day if i can't get it done here 
how in the world am I going to make it in L.A.? Right, because it's an hour just to get, you know, 10 miles away to see somebody. Yes, yeah. you have got to become self-sufficient, able to do things online, and that's just the bottom line. And you have to be willing to travel, be willing to work jobs around the clock, and do this at the same time so that you can work right. peaceably. Now, t- tying into the fire department angle, mm-hmm. there's a chance that this show has a problem with scheduling because of the fires? Is that uh, um, the upcoming the, aftershock? Yeah, the word is that we're waiting. There are two elements to this. We've got the Las Vegas incident. So you've got um, them, them being the people, aftershock, being extra careful on who they allow to have press. And then the second issue is the fires in California and the traveling. Right. So right. they're all waiting. So that's a big if. Mm-hmm. But do you think they'll let you know within a week's I was told, it, well, it was supposed to be last week, but now I'm told that it, it may possibly in the morning of aftershock. You won't know till then. That'd be well. So you have to plan for it whether you go or not. That's right. Go wow. down there and wait. Check your emails and then go in. Right. It could be as soon as that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the life of a life of a real life journalist, I guess. Yes, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. what happens. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Well, thanks a lot for being our guest, Jordana. That was really, really informative and thank really you, really great. I'm I'm looking forward to that book actually getting out, and so I'll be I. able to find it on my <laughs> uh, Barnes and Noble Nook uh, and Kindle and all that. Yeah, definitely. That's great. Yeah, thank you. All right, well, thanks a lot, and. Uh, All right, everybody, come back for the next Business Buzz. I look forward to hearing from you. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Call me anytime. Um, Easy to find right here in Chico. Have a great day. This is Buzz Beatty. If it's 2.30, it's your home today on KKXX Life Radio.
Hello, I'm Gary Crossland. Everything in the Old Testament points forward to Jesus. Everything in the epistles points backward to Jesus. That's why I encourage people to read the words of Jesus every day. This is where emotional and spiritual health come from. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. Well, where do you read his commandments? But in the Gospels. Now, I know that it's easy to get a little confused when jumping between one Gospel and the next, which is why I wrote the Merged Gospels. It's where all four Gospels are literally translated from the Greek, broken down word by word, and merged back together into one beautiful chronological story with not one word of scripture removed. You can't buy it in stores. It's available only online at mergedgospels.com. It's great.